Hi, my name is Maddie Van Kieran. I'm the host of Dietitian Talks. I'm a recruiter for NutriCo as well as a registered dietitian. This is a weekly podcast that covers a variety of topics that include a day in the life as a dietitian, different career paths, academics, advice on resumes, finding new jobs, being new in the career. And every week we're going to interview a different RD or professional in the field. So today's guest is Stacy Dunn Emke. She is also a dietitian. Um, wide range of experience in resume building, jobs, etc. Um, and our topic today is going to be how dietitians can modernize their resumes and LinkedIn profiles to attract opportunity. So Stacey, um, let us know how you got into the career, kind of where you got started, a little background on you. Hey, Maddie, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm super excited to be part of this podcast series. I have been running nutrition jobs for about 23 years, so very long time. I've been a dietitian for a really long time. I first started out in clinical. I worked, I think I worked three jobs, like three per diem jobs. My very, very first entree into dietetics. I worked in a, um, a NICU. Uh, I worked in a, a burn unit and um, I think oncology, surgical oncology. That's that's where I got my start. And I loved, loved, loved that. I became certified nutrition support. And that was that was like my my love. I totally loved it. I started to do some other work. I started to do some outpatient nutrition counseling for that same hospital. Actually, I worked for three different hospitals, but for one of those hospitals, um, I started this outpatient practice for them. And I started working with the IT department and, and getting in and coding and figuring out what different uh, reimbursement rates were for different types of services we could provide as dietitians. And I found that technical aspect so fascinating. I sort of hung on to that. I then did some clinical nutrition management. I uh, did some work as a research dietitian for Dean Ornish, and I was overseeing the prostate cancer lifestyle trial, the nutrition component of, of that trial, which was super fun. But I have to say, like, all the while, hanging on to this the IT interest and always being very interested in sort of behind the scenes, like how things were delivered or how things were created. I was very interested in creating patient education materials. Um, I loved when, when we got the internet, I was very, very quick to get in there and to see what I could do on the internet, what I could uh, learn and what I could produce, what I could create. And so I was actually looking for a job. And when I what I forget which uh, job I was holding at the time, but I was looking for a job and I was looking on the on online and the internet. There were really, really bad websites out there that were not really representing dietitians well and what our career opportunities were. At the time, we had newsletters that would come out every couple of weeks for different jobs or it was word of mouth or um, I think there was like a job hotline you could like call and listen to like what available jobs were. And I thought, well, that's that's no good. There's there's all this technology that we could harness and I'm just going to create a job board for dietitians. And that's what I did. I have been running it, like I said, for 23 years, and it's had different variations, different focuses, um, but it's always been something I've been very, very proud of and happy to be of service to other dietitians by yeah. providing jobs and, and job resources. So that's, that's where it all started. 
Okay. So cool. I love that. I mean, it's been an amazing resource. Like I said, you know, I've always known about it. A lot of my friends in the space know about it, colleagues. Um, so when you started Nutrition Jobs, kind of explain to us how this works. Like, do you work with, you know, hospitals, other companies to post jobs? Kind of how does that work out? So it's kind of two businesses in one, right? So I am uh, working with employers. I have employers post the job on the site. That's one source of the revenue. I also work with uh, people um, uh, that want to sponsor information or have me be able to partner with them and share the information with my community, whether it's online or whether it's through an email marketing campaign. So that might be a university or it might be a company that's having an upcoming webinar and they want to get the word out to a lot of people quickly. And that is something that I do. So the other part of the company then is the job seeker. And I, that's my, my favorite part is being able to work with the job seekers and tell them how to really elevate their professional image, their potential, um, and being able to communicate their value so that they can get these jobs, right? So that there's this intersection of, of creating this value so that the employer can then uh, run with one with this person in, in the interview process or hiring them. So it's very, very fun. So again, it's like sort of two different jobs. So I spend my time really creating a lot of content that will be attractive to job seekers, help them. I have a lot of free stuff. I've got a YouTube channel of tutorials and interviews. I, I interview other dietitians and learn about how we can improve ourselves, our career opportunities. Uh, learning about what different jobs there are out there, different job options. I've got this great blog that I have a lot of people help write, and we have so many great free resources there. Um, I've also got, uh, I spent some time creating courses on how to create a uh, really optimized LinkedIn profile, your personal profile, your company page, also how to create a modern resume so that it really stands out so that you get the interview. So that's that's how I spend my time. That's so exciting to me. I love hearing that, um, especially as, you know, someone that recently I finished grad school about a year ago. I'm, you know, newer into just, you know, the field. And so I love hearing that you are helping, you know, people develop that. So do you work with dietitians one-on-one? -on -one? You know, you mentioned that. Do you do like group classes? I do one-on-one -on -one coaching for them. I will help them uh, modernize or revamp their resume if they are working towards getting a different type of job, different sector, or they are entering into the job force after having been out for a while, or they're sunsetting and they want to do something a little bit different, or they're brand new, and, and helping them get their resume to really speak to their values. So I, I do do a lot of that. I uh, do a lot of conversations with people. I love doing that. Actually, that's my favorite thing is just to give some people some career clarity, just short little uh, um, uh, conversations with people. But then a lot of the content, a lot of the time is just spent with the the modules, the, the, the courses that people could um, interact with. Okay, working on those. Great. Well, this is a great segue to get into modernizing a resume. So I would love to kind of hear maybe some do's and don'ts of resumes, you know, for dietitians and how, you know, they're changing, you know, how we have to kind of change with the times with the new positions out there and in like long-term care as well. Just some insight on that, some do's and don'ts. Yeah, you know, you you mentioned, um, you know, like how we're evolving, how our marketing efforts are evolving, how we speak to our 
our our services and how we speak to our client. And the same thing goes with your resume, right? Like, so I think we all, maybe people who are, have been a dietitian as long as me, they will remember that how we were supposed to create a resume was really a sort of a mirror of the job description. Like if you look at someone's job description, their resume would look pretty similar to that. It would say where they lived and where they went to school right on top. And then it would have like what they do in their job. They they run the tray line service and, and they uh, work with patients and, they, and then they work with management and they sit on a bunch of committees. And so it's just like a bunch of flat two-dimensional, <laughs> it doesn't really say much. Yeah. It just says what they do. And then they might end with some publications that they had and, and then references available upon request. Like that's sort of the old resume. And I started to notice this when I was working with the Academy. Uh, oh, this was, it started several years ago, probably like five, six years ago. I worked with the Academy and helping uh, other dietitians get more modern resumes. And so people would send me their resumes. I'd look at them and go, what? What the? Oh, I can't believe this. This this person I have known for years is a powerhouse, and their resume is awful. <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't tell that story. It doesn't tell who they are and why I want to work with them, why I want to collaborate with them, why I want to hire them, why yeah. I want to pay them more, why why they why you know if they're negotiating for a you know a salary increase, their resume surely doesn't speak of you know why why that is. So that's mm -hmm. when I thought, oh my gosh, um, we need help, and I know how to do this. This this isn't something that we all learn and all do. I am going to figure this out for all of us. And yeah. we can, you know, you don't want to spend too much time on your resume, right? You're only going to present it a handful of times in your life. Yeah. Um, or you might present it more if you're giving a talk for the academy or for um, CEUs or something. So your colleague will see it, which is even worse I think, than, than yeah. having a potential employer see it. But you don't do it very often just like interviewing, you don't do it very often. So there's no reason why you should be expected to be an expert in it. And I am, and I can provide this information for others. And there's a lot of other dietitians providing this service as well. There's a few of us out there that can then help people. But I think the bottom line is that you uh, want to sort of relook at your resume and is it looking like a job description? Then you need to redo that and really come from a place of showing your value, showing how you can be of service, showing why somebody should work, collaborate, or be with you. So uh, that always starts right off, I think, at the top, um, making sure someone's name is really big and clear, their credentials right after their name. You don't need a street address in there. Nobody cares about that stuff. Do include a LinkedIn profile URL and uh, obviously your email and your uh, a contact information, uh, you know, card essentially. Okay. After that, I think one of the most important things you can do is have a professional summary or it's not an objective. It's not like, you know, speaking to somebody like, here's what I want to do turn it around, just like we do with marketing materials. If you are in business, turn it around. Here's what I can do for you. This is what I have done. This is my background. And this is the area that I want to go into. I want to go into running a, um, a large university hospital. I have this expertise behind me. I have these skills. I have this foundation and I am ready for the next step. So again, it's like turning it around and being able to demonstrate what your value is. So yeah. the, the next step, is looking at your 
your your success bullet points in your in each one of your job experiences so like i said the old way would be just to describe what we're doing in our job which is okay to do you can have like one little line of what your the scope of what your job is like you can say you know like you're working at a university hospital with a census of this and you're responsible for this you report to this and you have a budget of that um, but you know just like a line or two and then after that you have a whole list of your accomplishments that began with an action verb and then you have like what it is that you did and then you describe what the outcome was right so it's all value based like you implemented a streamlined uh, uh tray line service uh by doing this with the result of 100 accuracy so you're showing what your value is that you were able to save x amount of money that you decrease someone's hemoglobin a1c or population of your of your patients their hemoglobin a1c by one percent over a six-month period of time by implementing uh, your educational tools or your group program whatever it might be so that you're showing exactly what that value is so you can talk about those things that you do you educate you give presentations you are uh, responsible for uh, a group of people dietitians uh, tray line workers or um uh, uh other educators other dietitians or people outside of your area or that you're responsible for the enteral formulary and you work with the pharmacy department so there's all these different ways that you can tackle it uh if you're in business with somebody else you can say like what you i mean for uh, other dietitians you can say like what type of service you provide and how you improve their communication you increase their open rate for their for their um email campaigns or you have uh, uh, an engagement a percent engagement increase after working with them as a, a brand ambassador, whatever it might be. So I know that's a lot of information, but that's like no. what your value is, right? Yeah. Down for each thing. And so for each job, I recommend having, you know, five or six bullet points, less bullet points for older jobs. And you can decide like what value it is to keep a particular job on your resume. So those are like some big, big parts of what I recommend for a resume. Okay. And I'm curious as well for, jobs you know say you had a job from i don't know 2020 to 2023 and then a few behind that do you recommend listing them newest to oldest or maybe if one job say your job in the past was maybe you did long-term care like five years ago but you had a previous job prior to that but the long-term care you wanted to put on there because you're applying for another long-term care job what do you recommend with that i recommend keeping the majority of your jobs on your resume you still want to keep it to about two pages but okay. you can you can shrink down the bullet points for jobs that are not relevant to the job that you're looking for so what i what i recommend people do is have three documents you've got your linkedin profile going um which is which is pretty dynamic there's a lot of stuff going on there it does not have your resume on there but it has some elements of what's on your resume then you have what i call like your 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 cv your curriculum vitae it has everything you've ever done it has every talk you've ever given it has every volunteer service you've provided it has every job you've ever worked in and everything is all in there mine right now is probably i just sent it off um and i think it's like 11 pages right so it okay. has everything on it then you have your and it's pretty static you just add stuff to it okay then you have your working resume and there could be different versions of it you don't call them different things when you send them off to people as a pdf you you have you have to have a system for like where that's going to go maybe you put them in different folders for the different jobs but you don't you don't change the name of what it is you can have the date on there um but yes you know it, it, so if you are applying for a long-term care job and 
you have something that was, let's say it was 20 years ago, there's still some applicability to what you've done, what type of service. I've seen long-term care facilities. I know how it works. I know with a fast pace, yeah. I know what skills are important for that. I know that communication is really important with all the other disciplines. I know it's really important to be able to document accurately. Like there's a lot of skills very specific to that that I wanna make sure are highlighted in this resume that I'm sending off to Nutrico, for example. So mm -hmm. if I am then but working for a brand ambassador uh, for uh, some other company, that that job may not be as important. So maybe I'll just give one bullet point um, and, I'll, and I'll grab, I'll, I'll take a version of, of that from my CV over to my resume that's just a little bit smaller, not highlighting what it is. And so I think what you just said, you just spoke to something that I think is really important is, as uh, looking at what job you are applying for and having your own resume align with that, align with the keywords or, or the intent or with the scope of what that job is, make sure that your resume aligns with that. So that that's how I would approach it. Okay, that is great advice. I'm taking all of this. I'm like, this is so helpful. And, you know, something for new RDs, specifically interns um, that are just finishing RDE, I have a lot that apply for positions with NutriCo. So say you're finishing and you just, you know, you haven't had a job yet as a dietitian. You don't, you know, you have your internship experience. How do you recommend building out that resume for people that feel like I lack information, I have jobs, I'm not sure what to put on here? anyone who's ever graduated from an internship has already done so much work. So I'm just gonna dismiss that whole first part of that question because it's just not true that people think that they're coming out of their internship with no experience. And that is just not true. It yeah. started for a lot of people in high school. They had to do volunteer work, maybe working at a, um, a soup kitchen or whatever it was that kind of got you into college. That's experience right there. And then when you were a student, you had to get into that internship. So you've had so much experience. You might have worked or shadowed with a dietitian at the oncology unit, or you might have given presentations, or you might have done health fairs, working with your own local dietetic association, doing health fairs, or you checked people in, or you did showing uh, people skills and showing leadership. Like, oh my gosh, there's there's so much work experience that someone has had by the time they are ready to graduate from their internship, including clinical work. So everyone's done their, their both their didactic and their practical work, and there's a ton of experience in that. You can get recommendations from your preceptors, and those can live on your LinkedIn profile. You can ask for them. You can have a list of people that have references, including some of your preceptors. Uh, if you worked in long-term care and you're applying for a job at Nutrico, you can have that person be one of your representatives. They can be somebody that, that, that someone else can call on. But I also like to have them in your LinkedIn profile because it's always there. You don't have to ask them again. And uh, sometimes people get busy or they didn't get the email. Myself, I get you know a thousand emails a day. And so I, I honestly might just slip up and, and not respond. So I love having recommendations live on your LinkedIn profile. You can hide the ones that are not relevant if you don't want to have them on there, but that's always a, an easy way. So yes, someone always has some sort of experience to draw upon and speak speak about too. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think, you know, that's something people have asked me as a recruiter in the space. They're like, oh, I just don't have anything to put. And I'm like, but you have so much to put. And I think being creative and thinking from a marketing standpoint as well as kind of you said at the beginning, kind of with the personal statement, how can I market myself? How can we turn it around? Because, you know, 
any experience to me is, you know, great experience that you can always add. Um, and I'm excited to talk about this. We keep talking about LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. I think it's an amazing resource. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I love LinkedIn. I, I think I uh, uh, became aware that a lot of dietitians were not showing up on LinkedIn. I think if you type in the word dietitian, uh, I think the results are definitely under like 10,000, 20,000. It's not very many. There's a lot more of us. So we, I think more of us can have the presence on, on that platform. It's a fantastic networking and professional platform for uh, meeting people, collaborating, working, getting found. I, I highly recommend it. It's really easy to set up. It's really fun to actually set up. And it could be an ongoing project. You don't have to do it all at once. I think getting it all done at once is kind of nice and tidy. <laughs> and, but you can keep adding content to it if you want to. And what I mean by content, even if you're not a content creator, you can add examples of some uh, presentation that you gave or some someone took a, you have someone take a picture of you while you're giving a presentation or while you're doing the food fair um, and, and you know, or you're doing a cooking demo. You can even stage these things and have that available and to show what service you can provide. So that could be in your featured articles or featured section, or you can have it within your own work experience. You can have uh, examples of the work that you do. So I think if you want to start off, I think there's a few sort of key things to do. The first one I always do is take a step back and think about what it is that you're trying to show. And I'll use myself as an example. So the type of service, the type of how I want to be known in my profession is not as not somebody who's a food blogger, who's not a recipe developer, who uh, does not. Uh, I don't want to be known for the person who knows how to calculate um, enteral parenteral needs for a burn uh, patient with third degree burns. Right. That's not what my business is now. That's not how I can be of service these days. Yeah. How I can be of service is by helping dietitians uh, show up better for the job process, right? The job search process. Yeah. So that's like, that's the first step. Think about how I want to show up and then everything else will sort of fall into place after that. So I don't want to put pictures of me cooking on my LinkedIn profile or on my company page, right? I want to show, I showcase other stuff. So my banner picture behind my personal profile should sort of illustrate something about the work that I'm doing or demonstrate that that work that supports who I am and what service I can be I can be up. Um, my personal my profile picture should also be like how I look like today. Uh, it should be professional. It shouldn't be um, me with a bunch of friends, you know, swimming in the ocean like I do every day. <laughs> that's not that's not the type of you know that's not who I'm trying to show up on. LinkedIn. I love those pictures. You can find those on my Instagram stories, but that's not how I can be of service in my business yeah. um, or as a dietitian. Um, and then uh, having a headline that really speaks to the keywords. So I want uh, uh, career coaching in there, for example, or um, a job portal, job board, something in there so that employers can find me as well. I want some some words like that. I mix up my headline all the time and see what kind of what 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 LinkedIn does with that, with the, you know, with the algorithms. Sometimes I, I had this. I tell the story about how LinkedIn gave me some award for being the in the one percent um, social index um, uh, for for being you know a, a voice of LinkedIn uh, the at the top one percent. So I put that in my my headline, the top one percent. <laughs> I love that. Well, I did too. And then suddenly I was getting all these funny sales people connecting with me. And it's like, oh, that's like their word, like the top one yeah. percent. And so I got rid of that. And, and you know, you can play with it all the time and see what 
people LinkedIn serves you um, to, to connect with and see if it's really aligning with what yep. you're trying to do. So the, the reason I bring up the headline is because the headline shows up everywhere. It shows up when you comment on someone else's post. It shows up when um, you're giving a recommendation for somebody else. It shows up on their profile, what your what your headline is. It's a, it's a dynamic thing that goes everywhere. When someone's doing a, sh a search for you on uh, Google or Bing, your headline and you type in LinkedIn, your headline comes up. That's that's wow. your meta that's your meta description, and so it shows up in all kinds of places. So and the that headline is what's right below our name, correct? Yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. Okay, it's, uh, you have your name, and uh, I I do recommend that you um, that all dietitians put their credentials behind their name as well. Love that. And, okay, and then you can put you can put registered dietitian in there. Or you could put nutrition communicator or brand ambassador, nutrition writer, nutrition communicator, uh, long-term care uh, um, clinical dietitian. Um, Next author, to your name or in the headline? In the headline, sorry. Okay. In the headline. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you can you, you know you can play around. You can look at what other people are doing as well yeah. and get some inspiration. You can look at mine and see sort of how I structure it. You can do commas in between keywords. This is not meant to be a complete sentence. Your headline. So okay. you can use spaces. You can use the uh, what do they call it? The vertical. The vertical. It's called something. Under, I forget. That little line under the separate here. Yeah. Vertical yeah. carrot. I think it is something like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. So awesome. just don't, don't just leave some space in between so that just imagine like somebody's trying to search for that. They're not searching for the last word dietitian, a carrot, and the next word nutrition, right? Like so you gotta space it out. You gotta okay. add a space in there. That is an awesome tip. Um and then next, what do you recommend for the bio? So one thing I've heard, I think when someone is starting a LinkedIn, especially in a profession like dietetics, where maybe people feel like LinkedIn, you know, they don't really use it a lot how to start the bio and kind of how can you start this and not be super overwhelmed? Like you said, someone can start and be like, oh my gosh, how do I build all of this? So when you say bio, do you mean the headline and the about section? Well, yeah, the about section where yeah. I would say, hey, I'm Maddie, I'm a registered yeah. dietitian. I work in recruiting, I do this. Yeah, so again, come, imagine this is like your, your media kit. Imagine that you've got a bunch of different services that you can provide. And in, if you've got a business, if you've got your own side gig, part-time gig, full-time gig, if you have a, a company, then you should create a company page. And so that will give you more real estate to talk about what your services are and how to find you and more links and call to action uh, um, uh, links as well. Okay. So you can um, include in your about section I like people to to write it from first person narrative because you're connecting with them. You're trying to have this relationship with somebody. You're trying to collaborate. You're trying to connect, not as someone you know in third person. Like Stacy runs nutrition jobs, so it should be I, uh, you know, have this service. So that's sort of the first thing. And then just talk about what you do, how you can solve someone's problem, how you can um, be of service to them. So I actually just list it right out. Like, this is how I can help you. This is what I can do. These are your options. And then and then down below, I'll say a little bit about my, my background. You know, I've worked as a clinical dietitian and a manager and blah, blah, blah. I bring all that to how I can help you be of service. Okay. So it kind of, so I also like to give virtual talks. Um, and so I want to put that in there too. That has nothing to do with nutrition jobs necessarily. It's not the same thing. So all the things that you can do can go into your personal profile uh, and to have a company page you need to have a personal profile to start with so that's sort of how that works so i think you know 
it can be as long as you want or as short as you want. It, you can have links in there, but that you people can't uh, click through to them. So I would include some of those hyperlinks in examples of your work or your featured articles or your featured section. You can be a creator or you could not be a creator. You can just toggle that on and you'll get some more options. You'll have some more um, um, real estate on there again. And, and one of those, um, one of those uh, differences is that you get to uh, have people follow you. You can also connect with people and have them be in your network, but you could have people follow. So you can have both connections and followers. So it just allows more people to, to look at your information. I do recommend that you do connect with people. And then when you do connect with people, write a little, just a little bit of note, like, you know, how you met or why you want to connect with them. Uh, and then that'll show up in their um, in their email, their DMs, so that it's uh, easier. Like for example, I have like five thousand connections. So if someone if I connect with somebody right now, I can't see exactly who they are anymore. Like I have to have a connection yeah. or a conversation with them to see them in my, uh, in my DMs. So okay. that's a nice way to do that. Okay, I love that tip. Um, we were actually just just discussing this as a recruiting team, the importance of connecting and sending a small message. Um, I would love to kind of hear your advice for dietitians, and this probably goes to anyone, not even in dietetics, connecting with people on LinkedIn. And what's your advice just on reaching out to someone like another dietitian on LinkedIn or someone in the field like on LinkedIn, kind of what you can gain from that? I do this all the time. And I got the idea. I was listening to some podcasts and it was some amazing, I just did it recently again too, like some amazing, really fancy person that was like, you know, a, a bajillion followers and super interesting. And they said, well, yeah, connect with me, blah, 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 blah. And they gave all the ways to connect with them, thinking no one's going to connect with them. I instantly connected with them on LinkedIn. I wrote a little note. I said, I loved your podcast episode with so-and-so on this topic and um, I'm doing this and uh, it's just, you know, great, great to hear your work is so awesome. I love it. Or something to that effect. I'm not asking, I'm not trying to, to, you know, I'm just, I'm giving them a compliment essentially a hundred percent. I have like a hundred percent success rate of someone connecting and then replying back to me. Like this fancy person replied back to me. I was like, it's so fun to do that. So Anytime you hear a talk, uh, whether you want to connect then with a speaker or one of the audience, one of the participants, I just was on a really fabulous webinar with Nutrition Informatics. I loved something that one of the uh, one of the participants had said and wanted to connect with them on that. As we're talking, like as I'm, I'm on my computer and over on my phone, I pull up LinkedIn, I pull them up and I connect with them and I send them a message as I'm connecting and I said, I, oh, I will definitely send you that information about how we can use chat GTP for uh, job searching. Like yes. I, I connected with them and now we're connected. So anytime you go to a talk, always connect. If you hear a podcast episode, you can uh, connect with them. Uh, if you are interested in a company or a, or a school or an education program or an internship, uh, um, a, a traditional internship, like, you know, working in another uh, company or a dietetic internship, you can connect with those people that um, are affiliated with that organization. Okay. So that's a great way. Like I'm interested in your company and um, thanks so much for connecting. You don't, you, you can say, or you can say, I want to set up an informational interview. Do you have like 10 minutes or, you know, I'd love to just chat by phone. Uh, I just put out this whole module on how to reach out to other people 
uh, for informational interviews. I've got a sample script to use. Um, I've got uh, questions you can ask and do's and don'ts. You can check that out on Nutrition Jobs, but that's a really great way. That's an intro, a really simple introduction to yourself that you can take advantage of. So yeah, there's a lot of different ways that you can use the DMs or um, they call it in-mail on, on LinkedIn for free, by the way. I didn't mm -hmm. say all that, it's all for free. All for free. <laughs> had the, the premium for a month, which was really awesome. I've had the sales navigator. It was really, really good, but you don't need to have that. I don't have it now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there is like an intimidation factor. I think some people get nervous and I've always said, I've had such great experiences, nine out of 10 reaching out to people. People love to give advice, tips, help. So yeah, yeah. I love that you promote that. I think, I think it's so easy to do because it is sort of passive. It's kind of quiet. You're not really putting yourself out there. People can do it all in their own time. You don't have to pick up the phone or see them in the hallway at a conference or whatever. Yeah. I just, it's like, it's like the best of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Well, this has been so amazing. We have covered so many good things. I think this will be so beneficial for all of our listeners. You know, like I said, we were just discussing today, LinkedIn resumes, the importance of it, and just, you know, kind of building your skills. And as things change, we change as well. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining the podcast. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. This is really fun. I I could go on and on and on about this topic. I really I love it. So thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.